same pattern. Tiki Barber and Brian Dawkins levels. That ball went out of here off the top of the wall. Chipper Jones just won the ball game. All right, welcome back to our Hometown Hero podcast presented by Locket Law. Know before you blow.com, our very first guest, Tom Coughlin. Oh, could it be anybody better than that? Of course, the former Jaguars coach, two-time Super Bowl champ with the New York Football Giants and future Hall of Famer. Coach, I'm curious, since you've been around so many elite players, Pro Bowl, ta- Pro Bowl type players, where exactly does Baselli and Fred Taylor fall in that discussion? Oh, they're Hall of Fame. They're Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I am... Really surprised. And I'll tell you another one is Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Jimmy's time after football has, you know, put a shadow over. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you 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 could not stop Jimmy Smith now mm-hmm. for four or five years in this league. Yeah. Please play him one on one, and please press, him. please press. Him. In Denver, it was blitz, press, blitz, press, blitz. I just remember the scramble drill with him and Brunel. Like it was automatic. Yeah, it was just it was almost an automatic. Yeah. But well, you know, I, I've always been curious because I think sometimes we look at the dominance that Baselli had, and we look at the highlights of Fred Taylor. Yeah. But you know, to hear a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame coach who's mm-hmm. been around many Hall of Famers, just instantly mm-hmm. say, "No, those guys are Hall of Famers." Mm-hmm. You somebody, you've got to put credit in that. Well, they right? are. I mean, they they definitely are. Take just look and see, and it's you know. We all know what Tony's thing is. He, yep. You know, he wasn't able to play that long. Right. He, he got the shoulder injury, and he, you know, it just it just happened that way. And it's a shame because if he'd have played 10, 12 years, there would have been no discussion. I mean, there's no he he blocked Bruce Smith, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, as a young young player, you know. We start looking at the guys that are in the Hall of Fame that he dominated, Jason oh, Taylor. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's just guys like that 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 Tony just took care of. It's it doesn't make well, how do you, any sense. I mean, it. You know, I realize you don't get a chance to go back and look at it, but I remember the the workout like it was yesterday for me is that Mike Mazur and I and two or three other offensive line coaches are at USC. In comes this kid. He's 327. He's <laughs> six foot seven, and his feet are like a dancing bear. You know, yeah. he's just ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And when you watched him on tape, you know what he really enjoyed doing? He'd be downfield about five, six, seven yards, and he would gore a guy. You know, he'd mm. put him on his back. Downfield. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. But to be honest with you, like I've told him many times before, the real clincher for me, okay, that night he brought Angie to dinner. <laughs> it was over. Here's what I always say. It was over. And, and listen, Fred, when he retired, was 15th all-time in rushing. 15th, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you in 100 years of professional football, yep. if you end up 15th at something – you're pretty doggone good at it. At a time when the league was converting to passing. By the way, you know who's yeah. 13th all-time in wins? Really? This guy. Wow. So, 170. Now, wow. he would tell you, he could probably rattle off about 50 of the L's that he hates that much more that still sit with him, but we won't do that. We'll celebrate the We'll celebrate <laughs> well, the Well, the playoff record's not bad. Yeah. And the Super Bowl record's well, he's, not bad. He's, he was 4-4 four and four here. Yep. I don't know, like a 8-3 and three with the Giants. Uh, two 4-0 runs, 4-0 runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he used to tell us all the time, 
You just got to get in the tournament and anything yeah. can happen. And I think that's probably where you did some of your best coaching looking back because the teams, obviously your teams are going to be prepared. We know that about you, but well, you were always ready for the postseason. Well, you, you, you get them to a point, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it kind of clicks for, for everybody. You know, whether, whether you want to look at Super Bowl 42 or 46, it mm-hmm. was the same way. The, the Super Bowl 46 team was an incredible experience. We don't have time to talk about that now. Right. But the, the, the way that season ended right. and the way we played, I mean, you can look at, I love the story about Super Bowl 42. Mm-hmm. Fox had the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Troy Aikman and Joe Buck had the game, right? And you the the panel the Fox panel of experts okay <laughs> so give me the drum roll while yeah. I'm talking about that I got you <laughs> they never picked us to win one game against one opponent wow. in the playoffs yeah. wow not one yeah and they and Jimmy Johnson used to bust everybody's butt <laughs> and they used to you know they can't do this and they they nailed me for not resting players Jimmy Johnson we you know we why why would he do that you're in the playoffs now you don't have to we're playing against the undefeated New England Patriots in games in week 17 right and i'm the head coach of the New York Giants flagship franchise in the NFL one of the original rock solid and i'm going to not play my best mm-hmm. people so mm-hmm. somebody can go 7 you know 16 and 0 that ain't happening. So, yeah. you know, and we did. We lost Sean O'Hara, and we lost a linebacker um, if, next week against Tampa. Mm-hmm. And nobody picked us against Tampa. Nobody right. nobody picked us, of course, against Dallas because they'd beaten us twice. Mm-hmm. Nobody picked us uh, in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. There's no way. You're, you're, not, you're not winning any of those. It's phenomenal. I, I, I can it. listen I to this stuff all I know. day, all day I know. long. Like, in this, that. It was a good like but, but John Madden gave you credit. You remember John Madden oh, yeah, tipped his that. cap to you for playing those those guys. Well, That's that was, the way the NFL – and I know that meant a lot to you. you I know you have a great goosebumps. relationship with them. You yeah. talk about goosebumps. Yeah. I come in the next morning around 5. I look at my phone and the red light's on. Yeah. Pick up the phone. It's John Madden. And he's emotional. John's close to tears telling me – that's the greatest thing that's happened to the NFL wow, in the yeah. last 10 years. Yeah. This, The National Football League is not about resting players, not about holding people <laughs> out. It's about competing. It's about trying to win, not once in a while, every week. And against, you know, in a, te- in a situation like this, what you and your team have done is the greatest thing that has happened in the NFL in the last 10 years. Well, I'm not even going to put Coach on the spot and ask him about Philly last year and Doug Peterson, the way they handled that last game. No. We, we, we will, we'll stay away from that. <laughs> we, we, I think we got the – We know uh, how he feels. Yeah, I think we know how he feels. But as a younger like fan at the time, I wasn't in media or anything like that, that 96 season was – so much fun. And and for somebody that's been, you know, to most of the games since 1995, that will never be recreated here on, on on any level. Just the sheer surprise from us. It probably wasn't a surprise to you, but just everything that went on and all the circumstances that happened and fell into place and then the run in the playoffs. Can can you just talk about how much fun that was to be a part of that? Well, you might have been a little surprised. I Maybe don't know. We we knew, you know, if we beat Atlanta, we're oh, yeah. we're, we're going to be in. We're, we're sitting at, Seattle we're sitting at three it, and seven at one point. Was I it think. Seattle the week before? Or four and seven. Or the, the, four, yeah. yeah, it was a game the week before a Sunday night game. I remember where a couple of big things happened, and mm-hmm. and Jacksonville came back, won that game, and then it set up the Atlanta mm-hmm. game. Am I right on that? Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. They come crawling back. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. even have a chance. Yeah, and we were eight and eight with the win against Atlanta. My favorite kicker of all time, yeah, Morton. Morton yeah. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, that was unreal. Morton Anderson. That was God un- bless him. God yeah. bless him. You know he's. You talk about a gentleman and a com- 
competitor and, yeah. a, and a true sportsman. Yeah. He came to our golf tournament. Mm -hmm. He came to our golf tournament. Yeah. And he held his head up high and he was gracious and, you know, terrific. Just, just terrific stuff. But here's the greatest, one of the greatest of all time. He just slipped. Yeah. He mm -hmm. just slipped and he yanked it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just reminds you. I mean, play the plays. Yeah. All right. We're going to play the games. We're going to play play in and play out, down in and down out. Who knows? It just That was so much fun. Just Who that knows? whole season. Coach, I know how important this franchise has been to you. And I, I'm, I'm just curious. And I know that you've probably touched base with uh, Urban Meyer a couple I have. Of times. I have. I'm just curious what your relationship is with him. And I know he likes to pick the brains of guys. And I'm sure he's done that with you. Well, he's, you know, I mean, obviously he's an exceptional football coach. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I did not know him well, but we have talked in the past, mm -hmm. you know, and um, we've talked and he's asked questions and I've told him what my thoughts were on mm -hmm. whatever. And of course, I encouraged him and I want him to win. Sure. I want the Jaguars to win. I, I always have mm -hmm. uh, because I, I, I mean, I've said it when I first came here that I remember Coach Landry in Dallas, you know, and the historical impact that he had because he was the first coach. And remember, Tom Landry lost for seven years yeah. before he won. Okay. That wouldn't have worked so good in 95, by the way. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> would never about, work now at all. You'd never that? get that chance. No. Well, you wouldn't because, you know, owners owners can't hold up. No. It doesn't make any difference how, you know, once that thing starts going like that, yeah. that meter, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but uh, just uh, – uh, you know, some very good conversations. Mm -hmm. I wish him the best. I told him the other day, I, I was, uh, I thought he had to congratulate him on the draft. Yeah. And uh, so uh, he's he's been very gracious to me as well. He had a quote Irma Meyer did a couple of weeks ago that reminded me a lot of Coach Coughlin when he said, how good is your defensive line? That's how good your football team is. Yeah. And that that just that quote there, just in the well, day and age of he said before, offense. okay, he said before, yeah. he said, quarterback, and who chases the quarterback? Yeah. Right, that's yeah. our game. Yeah, you know, and uh, and once once you do understand that, you know, and and how these things all shape and so on and so forth, you know, then you can talk about your left tackle and your bub bub bub, you know, but. Uh, that, that's pretty much in a nutshell. You had some great young quarterbacks. I'm curious how what your advice would be to him to handle Trevor Lawrence coming in, the excitement. Obviously, you've you've gone through it uh, in New York, obviously, with Eli. I'm just curious what your thoughts are there. Well, I, I'd rather do it by telling stories about the way mm -hmm. that it was for Eli yeah. and me. Yeah. Because the fact that Eli is a giant is was, was quite a thing. You know? Right. That was Ernie Accorsi. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ernie Accorsi has studied him since he was a freshman in college. And uh, Ernie, Ernie, Ernie felt more than anybody that that's a guy we got to get. We we need to have here in New York, and you know the rest of the story on on that one. But I'll never forget this. And this is this is this is New York. Mm -hmm. You know, it can't <laughs> yeah. be any other way. Yeah, we have our our rookie minicamp, Eli's rookie year. Okay, okay. The young man follow the rules. Oh no, we're not we're not breaking any rules. Okay. The young man didn't even know the cadence until he came for the oh, rookie minute. Because you couldn't camp. do anything until well, he showed. Well, because you, right. you know, blah blah blah. Right. <laughs> so he came to the first mini camp. He doesn't know the cadence. You know, he's met his coaches. 
he doesn't know really any other any other players, although he's read about them. You know, and you got a, your drafted guys and a bunch of other guys. He goes out and he has a mediocre first day. Mm-hmm. They killed him. They killed him. <laughs> <laughs> they killed him. <laughs> now, and then, you know, we, we all want to talk about, well, you know, he handled it so well. He didn't let it bother him. Hey, he's a human being. Sure, yeah. He's a yep. human being. He's a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. He comes to a new place, you know. He's in New York because mm-hmm. he, he, quite frankly, wanted to be in New York. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's greeted with, okay, you better you better have a, you know, a, a Super Bowl winning performance, the first rookie minicamp when you throw the ball, because if it isn't great, we're going to say, that wasn't very impressive. You know, where, where is this guy that you traded the franchise away to get? You mm-hmm. know, blah, blah, blah. Life, life, <laughs> life. You know what I? You know what I used to do, and it was after the first, after we won the first one. Uh-huh. Okay. Whenever, uh, and and even after uh, a year or two after that, I would I would start off my press conference the first one of the year by saying, "Would you guys please start the? You know, you want to get me fired, because when you guys <laughs> are trying to get me fired, we win Super Bowls." <laughs> The the Eli stuff, and to tie it into kind of what we're seeing with Trevor Lawrence here, um, like the expectation of a rookie quarterback, especially in the era of the, of the NFL we're in now, with virtual meetings, right, and, and I guess OTAs, very limited, that type of stuff, has that in some ways helped the development? Because you do have more time to sit and teach cadence, playbook, Relationship instead of the first time you see them just throwing them on a field in front of the media is is there any way that could have helped? Well, I you know you got to go out in the field. <laughs> you know that, right. that's the way I I feel about it. Um, certainly, you need the meeting time. You know mm-hmm. what what happens is you know you draft them and then you plan because if you bring them in like we're doing here next weekend. Then you can keep them, you know, right. because the the start of um, I don't know. It's, I guess it's phase two now instead of mm-hmm. uh, phase three, but it's the start of the off season program, and the rookies can stay right there and fall right in because of the dates. Um, so I, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I know that it's important to have all the meeting time you can possibly have, mm-hmm. and with a quarterback for sure because. You know, although you throw everything at them, can they can they see it yet? Do they feel it yet? And don't forget, here's a guy when 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 Eli came to us his freshman year, he was four four. He had a four zero his freshman year. I mean, you're talking about smart guys, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. this young man, Trevor Lawrence, is a very smart kid. Well, I want to wrap up with you, Tom, but we appreciate it. But a couple things: uh, rookie numbers. I was looking at this the other day. Uh, Eli's brother Peyton threw an NFL record 28 yeah. interceptions and won three games yeah. his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Guy named John Elway threw seven touchdown passes and had 14 picks and completed 47% of his passes. And I know mm-hmm. it's a different era. I get that. Um, Andrew Luck flipped the franchise around and won 11 football games and got him to the postseason. And then if you go back to last year, Justin Herbert threw for 4,336 yards, mm-hmm. but down in Miami, they're ready to run two out, you know, as far as the median fans. Sure. So, man, the the need to succeed yeah, is there, no, no and it's doubt. there quick for a quarterback. No and, doubt, no and it, doubt. And, it, and that's a little bit unfair or not? I mean, how do you view that? 
It ain't well, a five-year plan anymore, is I guess what I'm saying. There is none. There is no, no five. Yeah. But, but <laughs> that went out the door with free agency. Yes, it did. I mean, there is nothing. Yeah. You, you win now or you're, you're yeah. out. And, and fire the coach, too, by the is way. Is it just trusting your eyes, then, as a, as you watch a young quarterback and seeing yeah, the things you, that you— I'm just telling you right now yeah. what they have to go through. Yeah. There's, there's no way around it, uh-huh. okay? You're going to find— they're going to get blitzed like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to get things that they've never seen before mm-hmm. because it's all an intent to confuse them and force their eyes to stay where they want their eyes to stay. And we had we had a string in in New, in New York against um, it was a three game string, and I'll just say Washington and Baltimore. I've never seen so many blitzes in my life, <laughs> and and Eli couldn't even get his head up to look at the secondary, and lost his cool and so on and so forth right. because it was so frustrating for him not to be able to handle it, not be able to get the ball off quick enough, and so on and so forth. So, you know, uh, certainly in today's game, things have changed. Uh, and, and Trevor Lawrence would have seen a, a lot of blitz packages just by playing uh, through the, the, the playoffs mm-hmm. in, in college football. But but uh, th- there's still no doubt about how defensive coaches think when the rookie quarterback ch- trots out there. But, uh, you know, through it all, through it all, those that are strong, those that are tough, mm-hmm. those that are tough mentally, those that have the confidence to, to see their way through it, they're going to make their impression and they're going to come out the other end for being better off for what they saw. Ask Peyton about his freshman year or his rookie year. Ask Eli about his rookie year. And then when he when they start to win, you know, they start to be able to handle things and it's a much better world. Let's take. I know we got to go, and I could sit here all day, I Coach. I really could, <laughs> but I, I want let's disqualify Urban Meyer from this question for just okay. a second. Is there a coach? The only reason I'm disqualifying, not to put pressure on you, say Urban Meyer. Is there a coach that you watch now, at any level, high or uh, college or pro, that you just go, man, I really like what this guy's doing? Oh, there's. Uh, I don't know that that's. You know, you have I have I have things that I admire. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, I have coaches that I admire. Um, well, I guess when we talk about the next new hot coach or the next, oh. you know, something like that, like I, I guess the best way to gauge that is guys who have seen everything, like you have. Is there something that, like there are there traits that people should look for in a coach? We talk about a quarterback that you think stand the test of time. And maybe not even put a name on it, but what are those couple of traits at at the NFL level that a coach has to have? Well, obviously, you've got to have great confidence in yourself, and and it's got to be proven because you know you don't have time to go back to square one. I mean, every right. week it's a different challenge, and every year is a different team. And don't forget, you got a pro football team. You know, you've got a professional football team. One of the really sharp things that I that I see here right now, which uh, is the 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 amount of participation. Um, that is going on with the Jaguar players yep. for Coach Meyer. Yep. And I told him this the other day. That's because of you. That's because you're here. They want to be a part of your organization, and they want to win with with you as their head coach because of what he's been able to accomplish up to this point. And uh, I know he's a no-nonsense guy, and uh, you know I— I just hope that, that he he takes two buffering before he starts starts with the with the union and all yeah, and all of those yeah. things are going to come right on right out of nowhere with you know yeah and that and that's really what I was getting at is, right. is there's so many things that I don't think the average person realizes when we say coach you think right 
plays, you think field, you don't think Decisions about in the game, but all so of the more. things, right. yeah, around there, well, it's or, you have to manage. It's organization, organization. Yeah. yeah. It's organization. It's it's hiring. It's mm-hmm. you know bringing the right people in, people who are worthy of your trust, right? Worthy mm-hmm. of your trust, you know. And then you know you 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 start the developmental thing. I think I don't think there's a coach in the world, okay, that doesn't think back to how he got to where he went and the quality of football coach that he was as a coordinator or quarterback coach or defensive line coach, whatever it might have been, okay? And then now you've got all of these areas where you have to be very efficient and proficient in, but you still can't take your finger off yeah. the reason that you got there. Yeah. You know? And those are, those are that's critical. You know, so, I mean, it takes toughness. It takes... You have to have poise. You have to realize how the media is coming after you. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to take it in stride. You have to you have to have uh, the ability to, but from a character standpoint, to stand there and get your tail ripped, you know, mm-hmm. uh, by the media, by the owner, by well, whoever it is, when things don't go the way you should. And yet, you have to can not let it beat you down to the point where you got to go in that room, your players. Your players, part of the thing, you know, the, the people talk about the 24-hour rule or whatever they want to talk about, mm-hmm. okay? Your job, okay, you got to get yourself up off the floor when you get mm-hmm. beat, and you got to go sell your players and get them off the floor when you get beat, right. okay? Because that's life in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. You're going to get beat, mm-hmm. okay? There's a lot of great teams, and there's a lot of people – that they're that are out there that are just as good a coach as you are, and you're going to have to battle your butt off for every opportunity you have. But you got to get those players up off the floor and start looking ahead, even when they haven't been, had success with a with a game that was was very close that they wanted badly. And that's that's what I love. I, I love the fact that yeah, you can be the best X's and O's guys, but if you don't right. have that mental capability, oh, yeah. it's just it's for nothing. Tama, you got to go in front of them. You gotta, yeah. you gotta yeah. do jumping jacks. You got, <laughs> you gotta do sit ups and push ups. Mm-hmm. You gotta start dancing around up there. <laughs> and they look up there and they say, "Who's this crazy? Where was? Who's this guy?" You know, you gotta get him. And you know, one of the things that I, that I that that I always related to. Okay, it took me a while, but let's just take the New York situation. Okay, mm-hmm. where like Dan alluded to, there's 75 people in a press conference, mm-hmm. and when you lose, every one of them is just they want to get killing you. you. They're, They're killing you. They're killing you because the editor doesn't really care if you're a nice guy. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what have you done for me that creates mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. some we need fluff, a back page? Some fluff. Mm-hmm. And then you you got to remember that because that's a bunch of twenty three through thirty three year old men sitting there that are getting told they aren't worth a damn yeah. and they just lost a game they should have won. So now you yeah up to a point you know you tell them why you win and why you lose and blah 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 blah. But guess what? Fellas, yeah. we're all in this together. Let's go, team. Get off the floor. <laughs> Let's go out and make people understand they're wrong about us. What else is there to do? You're going to sit in here? You're going to stay with the door shut? Right. This has been great. Oh, man. Uh, same we've time messed. next week. I, know, I was just going, we've messed up. This is yeah. the first of the series. Yeah. We kind of set the bar high, man. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... We appreciate these, these, it. These are short. You guys, are, <laughs> you don't have enough time. Oh, oh I know. We I completely could, agree. Yeah, we. Well, it's it, are listen. These, are these things off? 
No, they're on. We're rapping. We're, um, I can't say anymore. You can't as soon as I hit that button. But no, uh, and then we'll tell everybody what you said as you know. We so much appreciate it, Tom. Yes. Congratulations on all the success with the J Fund. Thanks for being with us. And thank you to our friends at Lock at Law, knowbeforeyoublow.com. We'll see you next time on the Hometown Hero Podcast.